Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. And welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Selena. And we are the authors and the voices behind Fierce Marriage. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a fun show today. And by fun, I mean intense. (laughs) And perhaps we're batting out of our league. Maybe. I'd like bit. to remind you who chose the subject. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> All right. So we're going to be talking about these this troublesome verse in First Peter. Uh, the <laughs> this one idea that, of re- wives respecting husbands. <laughs> yes. First Peter 3, 1. Yeah, yep. The, we're going to dive right into it yes, in just a minute. <laughs> we're going to be there in a minute. Uh, <laughs> we have to do some studying first. <laughs> no. We've already done some, I think. But we, I don't know if people have heard, they probably have heard in that last podcast, that we have launched a new book yes yes. and it will be releasing april 17th which is very soon we're super excited about it very very soon and i'm actually going to call an audible i wanted to invite some of our listeners to the launch team oh yeah because we are currently recruiting we're about to close the doors on the launch team and what a launch team is is we basically will give you a book and we ask you to review it and ask you to do some other stuff uh it's the publishers managing it they're Mm -hmm. doing a great job and we're about I don't know, two-thirds of the way full. We haven't even opened it up to the rest of the Fierce Marriage community. Like the Facebook page yeah. doesn't even know about it. Yep. Our email. We just did Fierce Wives, I family think, doesn't and know Fierce about Husbands, it. and then yeah, that's it. Yeah, so if you are interested in being mm-hmm. on the Fierce Marriage la- book launch team, we would love to have you, You can, but you have to apply. And mm-hmm. the way to do that is listen carefully. Go to fiercemarriagebook.com slash team, and that will redirect you actually to a Google form that you'll submit your info and then the um the the uh, the publisher will mm-hmm. be in touch with you and then we'll be in touch with you after that yeah anyway we'd it's love to have stuff. you slash team but yeah this book is coming out in about six weeks Oof, that's unreal crazy and uh we are very very excited we poured our hearts and souls into it and by god's grace i think it will help some people it yes. helped us i know that <laughs> in writing it can i can that be the book that's in my hand for my heart check yeah. It's in my hand. You can do whatever you want. But I haven't really, I haven't read through it all again because it's been like, <laughs> just been waiting to see it all well, together because there's been, been lots of pieces. Yes. And now it's like a all lot. in one and it's just kind of mind blowing. And a lot of but iterations. But it's been literally in my hands. <laughs> yeah. We got the first print copy. We did. And it looks a couple days ago. gorgeous. Yeah. If I could say that. It's pretty cool. I love it. And I don't use that word ever. He doesn't. Other than when I talk to you. Designer. <laughs> extraordinaire and it's just, perfectionism it, mystery. obviously i'm biased yes anyway yeah that's funny that that book's been in your hand <laughs> then, and then, yours yeah yeah it's been in mine as well like literally not really figuratively yet yeah so what yeah. else so that book's been in your hand what voice has been in your ear i well on my way to church today i listened to fearfully and wonderfully made Perfectly and Wonderfully Made. Perfectly Sorry, wonderfully I made. just want to say that. <laughs> Perfectly and Wonderfully Made podcast by Elise Marsh. I just, she's got great stories and I just appreciate her What is this podcast even Jesus. about? It's about women and motherhood and Jesus and people's stories of just redemption and God's goodness and just all yeah. the things. It's really great. And she 
So she does a wonderful job. Elise, I think, started it with one idea in mind, and yeah. it's evolved into something, I think, yeah. even more. Yeah, God's just totally grown it, and she's yeah. just... I love how she pushes God to she's the front. She's a friend of, a friend of ours, just, by the way. Yeah, she, yeah she's oh, so good. Anyways, okay. Um, what's stirring in my heart is God's just continually... Um, expanding on the word. I, almost, I think I spilled coffee on my. <laughs> it's just like you're right shirt. in the mic, right in the mic. <laughs> Sorry. Just this continue, why, yeah. continuing to um, add texture to the word delight. Uh, it's really just blowing my mind every day, every right. day in good ways. So yeah, I'm, I like to. I'm growing into that more, struggling yeah. and growing, and you know, where do we really find delight? It's if it's outside of Jesus. I mean, that's a bad thing. Yeah. Well, the, it's a less honestly, thing. It's not that's right. funny you say that because I've been, I, I tend to think kind of theologically, but also philosophically mm-hmm. and like apologetically, scientifically, all that kind of stuff. And because I feel like if we really believe what we say, we believe that God is the God of the universe, the mm-hmm. God of the Bible, his word is true. He, it, it, everything will make more sense because of Christ, Absolutely. right? And so I would never, you can never, you never should shy away from philosophy mm-hmm. in light of the gospel or even like science. Everything makes more sense, I right? I agree. Yeah. So I've been thinking about this idea of desire from a philosophical standpoint, and even from like a like a biological standpoint, an emotional, uh, psychological standpoint. Where does desire? What role does it play in mm-hmm. our lives? Mm-hmm. And how does it actually like move us? forward and how does god use human desire whether we know it or not to bring us closer to him so good i don't have the answers but i think delight and and, (laughs) lots of stirring right oh my word and i'm gonna go from top down i guess on this one (laughs) but like delight and desire are extremely i think they're intertwined Mm -hmm. right but delight i think comes from a different place Mm -hmm. desire you know it anyway we could probably write a paper on it and or a book Mm. Yeah, we can, we probably and we probably wouldn't even <laughs> scratch the surface. But anyway, that's been stirring in my heart. What I guess a little bit. Voices in your ear. Man, um, so today's a Sunday. We don't usually record on Sundays, but I was wrecked by our pastor at church today. Mm. He said some things. He talked about um, children. Children, Jesus. yeah. He talked about in Mark how the disciples. He's basically you know the children run up and the disciples are like shooing them off and Jesus says, you know, he rebukes them and he rebukes like, them. And yeah. And remember who you are. You are children in my us, kingdom. Yes. Yeah. Reminds of our identity. And, and so that was just, uh, cause you we, know, are, you, we are no better. Like we're all. It, yeah, yeah. And that's what kind of what you got. Honestly, what I took away from it is that it, it reminds me that when we see our daughters, when we, when, when they need us, cause yeah. they are four and two just about, and they are so needy. And it's just reminded me that when our daughters need us, like that is how we need, that's the posture we need to have mm-hmm. toward God. Like they, so good. she always wants, the they illustration always, that Rob yeah. used is <laughs> that when someone sits on her, when you sit on the couch, like if you have young kids, they always are climbing all over right. you. Right? They're going to be anywhere else in the house <laughs> right, right? and they're climbing all over you. And that's, mm-hmm. that's exactly what God right. kind of right. expects us yeah. to do. Right. Yeah. But so many times I don't do that. Right. right. I'm like, over off in the corner somewhere playing with my toy. I don't even want anything to do with God. <laughs> and he, you know, he's right, right. there waiting for us. So, so good. it's convicting to me. Yeah. So good. I couldn't get through worship at the end. I was, I was a, a mess. I just could good. hardly I feel like sing. church should wreck us like that. It should. It should. And actually, by the way, someone, uh, Zena, mm-hmm. she was telling me, so Zena's a friend from church. Mm-hmm. She was saying that somebody was there. She was checking the kids in. Did she tell you this? 
she was checking somebody in for kids. Oh yeah, she did tell me last. And she was like, "Oh, it's your first time. You know what brought you here?" They said they heard <laughs> on the podcast, and they went to church. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Whoever you are, we'd love to meet you if you're listening. By the way, we go to Gospel Life Church in Puyallup, Washington. Yeah. So if you're in the Tacoma Puyallup area, uh, it's, not, it's an awesome for a church. place. It's a great place. We love it. It's we our home. For it. So yeah. I guess we're gonna just jump right in here. Um, so the Bible verse that we, the Bible verses that we um, have found ourselves in is First Peter three one through four. I'll just read through it real quick. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands. Um, also, in other versions, it says it's a call. Wives, respect your own, respect your husbands, uh, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. When they see your respect, respectful and pure conduct, do not let your adorning be external and the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is in God's sight is very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn, used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands as Sarah obeyed Ab- Abraham, calling him Lord, and you are her children, if you do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. Now, there's a lot going on in this verse, <laughs> yeah. so these verses. First Peter 3, 1 through 6. 1 through 6, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. there's a lot going on in these verses, and um, we are going to kind of unpack them a little bit. Uh, this is not a podcast about what you should wear or how to do your hair, what you should not wear. <laughs> That's another <laughs> podcast. Um <laughs> And this is not supposed to be entirely about submission either. It's we are trying to call out, right. like we are kind of drawing lines between respect and how to live that out in your marriage as a wife. Um, yeah. So basically, what is what what is respect, and what is Peter even talking about? Right. In this? We're bringing and, around some context because a lot of times, so mm-hmm. the biggest overarching caveat is that. The, who is Peter talking to in this and what? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times people will read this and be like, how dare he say, right. You know, wives be subject will, to your husbands. Husbands will hold that over their wives. Yeah. Yeah. And it's culturally yeah. very confusing if you don't understand the culture that this was written to and right. why Peter like yeah. worded it this way and the context of the rest of Peter. So, right. um, I think that's what we're hoping to do is to bring some light to that right? and then glean from it what this could mean for, for us in you know 2018, right? what it means for uh, wives today. Right. So what, so what is the context for, for Peter? What's he doing? Well, he's talking to, so the, the Jewish people were dispersed. This was right after, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Well, the right, Jews and the Gentiles. The they Jews were, and the Gentiles, yeah. yeah uh, that were believers. Yep were dispersed. This was after Jesus um, ascended and they were all dispersed. And so now they're trying to figure out how to live out, like without Christ there and what that looks like. Well, Holy were, living it was and a call very, to a... Th- sorry, it was the very beginning of yes, the church. Right. And so they were, there was a ton of oppression happening yes. and they were just trying to figure out... How do we live? They're living in cultures that are not their own. Right. Right. And that's right. very important because as, as people that are you know, Which is of true this, for us today, yeah. Right, and they were of the way, right? right this new right. movement of the gospel, right? Um, and obviously, Peter's in this firsthand, and everybody he's talking to is like they're they're bought in, but they're trying yeah. to figure out we live in this culture. How do we how do we deal with it? Right, and First Peter he really provides this lens of how what this holy living looks like, mm-hmm. and it can only and he's talking to what we'll call the elect exiles. So 
That's a big, that's really important. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you're my, you're my theological unpacker for it right yeah, now. Yeah. So if you look, <laughs> by the way, yeah, you, you could do this just as well. But, uh, if you look at first Peter one, one, right. So he, he starts out Peter an apostle of Jesus Christ to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia. I think that's how you say it. Asia and Bithynia, Bithynia. I, I didn't practice those ahead of time. <laughs> According to the foreknowledge of God, the father and the sanctification of the spirit for obedience to Christ, to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with his blood, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. Okay. I probably read more than I should have, but basically what he's the, the most important part we want to, we want to glean here is to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion. So, that's a really big term, right? Mm-hmm. And we're not going to kind of go into what it means to be an elect person. But here, what he's talking, he's talking to believers, mm-hmm. people that are bought in, like hook, line, and sinker. They're following Christ. Right. And they have been brought into the fold of the kingdom of God, right. adopted in through the blood of Christ. And they're acknowledging that. Right. And outside of, this doesn't make any sense if you're outside right. of that. So that's just kind of an important point we want to put into place. So if you, so let me, let me say that another yep. way. Yep. If you don't call yourself a Christian or you don't think that you, the gospel is what it is, then this is not for you. Exactly. This He can't possibly be talking to you. It will right. make no sense. It's not an evangelistic message. It's a, yes. this is, okay, we believe in these it's things. Instructional, this is, yeah. Yes, very instructional. And it's dealing with the, and so that's outside of the context of knowing God as your, uh, Jesus as your Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. uh, but even within the context of, you know, shortly after zero right. AD. Right. So. Uh, it's like, okay, we we have, so I'm just, that's just our big caveat. Right. So right. that's important to note because people will read this and be like, husbands or wives respect your husbands. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're, fireworks not, are going right, off. Right. Right. We're not ca- calling into, we're not considering the context that it's being, it's being yep. spoken about or spoken to. So Peter, again, is unpacking how to live and in the midst of suffering and persecution of a culture that is not, that is this world and God, Christ yep. is calling us to live not of this world in a way that is not of this world. And so Peter is saying, this is what this looks like in terms of living, called being, being called to live holy um, and to how do you live under right. authority, like worldly authority. That's under authority place. that doesn't, it isn't fair. Right. Right. It isn't just. Right. And so, one of the things that we discussed beforehand, Cell, was it's easy for it's easy to respect somebody who's respectable, right? Right, and that's not where the issue ri- right. arises. The issue right. arises because wives will read this and they'll think, "My husband is just off the rails. Right. How can I possibly respect him? Right. He has done even X, the best y, and husbands Z. have the yeah. not so respectable moments, right? We all have those, yeah, those moments of." So we're trying to figure out, okay, what does it mean for in in the case where a husband, so in a case where this is hard, mm-hmm. right, where this is a difficult thing when you, when you're having a hard time with this idea, wrestling with the idea of respect in general, it feels like suffering, yeah, because there's it's a lot of there's a lot of inequality, uh, like dialogue in our culture, yeah, yeah, and so between men and women, there's a mm-hmm. lot of like overtone there, mm-hmm. and so another blanket statement I want to make is that men and women are of equal value, worth, and importance mm-hmm. in God's sight, period. Right. Equal value, worth, and importance in God's sight, period. Mm-hmm. And so anything he tells us along these lines in terms of figuring out how the dynamic works, either in the household or in the church, mm-hmm. is all for our benefit and his glory, not to not to hurt us, not to su- 
suppress us, mm-hmm. not to oppress us, not to do anything like that, but all for our good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got, I, we got that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so what is happening in this in this passage? Again, Selena, can we just read it again, the first few um, crinkling paper here? The word of Jesus. Yeah, first Peter likewise, 3. There we go. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see their respectful and pure conduct. Okay. First three verses. Yeah. So again, the context here, who he's talking to, um, he's talking to the church. He's talking mm-hmm. to people in a culture the that they don't belong Christ. in. Yeah. They're dealing with oppression. Now in the great, then the more kind of zeroed in context mm-hmm. in the chapter before this, right. Peter's talking about to, he's talking about submission to authority. So, right. In all of this, he's trying to get us, trying to get people to understand, mm-hmm. and we can glean from it as well, what it means to live as a light, right? What it means is to live as a light in light of who we are because right. of Jesus. Right. So how, how does that translate to our positioning um, against authority or underneath authority mm-hmm. in society in general? What, how are we supposed to um, let our identity bear weight on our marriage? Mm. Um, when, when we feel oppressed, when we feel, when our hope feels lost, right. where do we find hope? Right. And I think that's, that's an important thing. So we get so hung up on the behavior of it, but Peter's for the first three chapters talks about our belief right? and what that actually means. And that's, right. I think it's important. Let's go to, um, actually first, first Peter, Peter one. Yeah. One 13 through 16. Why don't you read that? Yeah, First Peter 1, 13 through 16. We're going to keep giving you scripture here. We're going to lean into it. What else is there? <laughs> good stuff. It says, therefore, preparing our minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be bought, brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, so also be holy in all your conduct. Mm-hmm. So again, talking to these, uh, these exiles mm-hmm. and reminding them that they have, they have a new Identity. They have a uh, they have a former existence and they have a current existence. Mm-hmm. And he's begging them and pleading with them to live out of their current existence and right. not to live out of their former ignorance be- before they received the word. Right. Which I'm sure everybody's seen the parallel. Like right. we are being called. Right. And so again, they're live living under way. oppression. Yeah. They're being. I think in chapter. I mean, verse six. He says, "You have been grieved by various trials, so mm-hmm. that." Uh, the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious mm-hmm. than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm. And so they're being tested. Right. Peter is saying, you're preparing your minds for action. Mm-hmm. You're not just, this is not a, a theoretical thing. You're actually trying to figure out how does this actually bear weight in the actions that we that we live in our daily lives. Being sober-minded, not driven by passion, mm. right? Do not be conformed so to the passions of your former ignorance. So, yeah. Um, yeah, wives, I mean, we, I'll testify, we, we live by emotions. I live by emotions a lot of the times, and he's calling at least, he's calling, you know, the elect, the exiles, the believers out. Like, don't let your passions yeah. run you. Don't let your emotions run you, but let this message of the gospel, this lens, um, dictate how you respond. And in mm-hmm. this case, how yeah. do we, how do we right. respect our, our husbands when we, they, they don't seem respectable? Like, what is this call? What, how is he calling us to, to, yeah. to do this? It's, it feels like it's a blank check for husbands to act however they want or, and wives <laughs> to endure it. Right. It's not, it's not, 
again, it's not saying that wives are less of a person. And again, caveat, we're not supposed to just submit to any type of abuse physically or verbally. And it's not a blank check for husbands to act however they want. Peter is calling us to be anchored in the salvation that Jesus yeah. brought us. And that's exactly what I was trying to get around to. And I, Sorry. you know, I'm glad you <laughs> took over because uh, that's what he's saying in, first, in chapter 1, verses 13. Mm-hmm. Being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace yes. that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but as he who called you is holy... Uh, you also be holy in your con- conduct. So yeah. he's providing for us this lens mm-hmm. by which we see the world. And yeah. the lens is we're setting our hope fully in the grace that we received through yes. Jesus Christ. And this is the kicker. <laughs> this is the kicker because it our behavior does not depend on each other or another human. It says, as he who called you is holy, you also be holy. So good. See how he goes completely around the third party there? Right. <laughs> so like, if I'm not being respectable, what is your response as a wife? It's... To continue to respect well, you. If if your lens is set on If my on lens this, is set right? on Christ. Yeah. And it's when I don't want to respect you is when my, my lens is set on my and the injustice that yeah. has been happening to me. Uh, or the undeserved, you don't deserve this, and right. which is the same different. And side the, of the and Peter says, then that may be a light because you're living in you're living in light of right. of this hope right. that you've placed fully right. in Christ. Right, you're letting just as He is holy, you too be holy. Right, um, regardless of what's happening now. There's another big caveat that needs to be said here, mm-hmm. is that respecting your husband, wives, respecting your husband is not give is not mean that you need to uh, you need to. Uh, what am I trying to say? You're, you don't need to be subjected to abuse. Right, that's, right. That's the word I was looking for. Respect to, to respect your husband does not mean that you subject yourself to abuse. Yeah. And so if you're being abused in any way, like you need to vacate. Right. <laughs> you need to call the authorities. Yeah. And that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about, um, again, believers mm-hmm. who are uh, trying to respond to a situation that's suboptimal. Right. With your hope in Christ right. and how that compels us to act. And clarifying what fuels that, you yeah. know, it's not just right. us changing. And you can still respect, behavior. you can still respect your husband right? without subjecting yourself to undo right. um, either emotional abuse, physical abuse, anything right. like that. Um, and maybe perhaps the most loving thing you can do is call in the cops. Right. 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 That's a big rabbit trail. We won't go further <laughs> we'll into that. Come back to that. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so I what, guess getting into some of the, I don't know if you can call it tangibles because we all have respect looks different i feel like Mm -hmm. uh it it plays out different in each marriage very true so i'm you know i'm like there's no like one two three on how to really like respect your husbands it's like you know when you're not respecting them in your in your tone you know when you're not respecting them in your mind um in your heart when there's what are the indicators there you know maybe some bitterness some pride Mm -hmm. some emotional passions that are yeah so how do we justice how how can we gauge respect in in that regard right i think i think honestly i think husbands can also respect their wives right because of, course, of right and so this this i think at at this point in the conversation we can go right we haven't really talked about the husband authority in the in like in the marriage relationship and what that mm-hmm. means just know that i think the husband has the greater burden in terms of like <laughs> loving as christ loved the church that right. means dying sacrificing right. selfless love um and so if that dynamic is in place, then I think this all this kind of falls right. into place. Right. But in terms of respect, how can we respect each other 
Well, it's it's again. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I'm just tra- I'm trying to I'm trying to be as as, <laughs> well, saying, as like tangible as possible. Yeah. So like one really tangible way is I'm never gonna like bad mouth you right to my friends right. Be- even if we're fighting, right. I'm not gonna be like, man, Selena's such a whatever. Right. <laughs> right. No, that's same. Not, I can say, hey, yes. man, we were having a hard time. Like we just we're not yes. seeing eye to eye. Yes. You know, I, she did this, I did this, you know, and that's, I think that can be respectful and constructive. Absolutely. I think that's a great, so for a wife, great tangible thing. Yeah. For a wife, it goes the same way. We're not bad mouthing our, our husbands. We're not even turning to a different male figure, uh, to vent to, or to be Mm -hmm. emotionally engaged with. I think that's a huge sign of respect. Which could look like what, like a boss. A yeah, colleague, a boss, a colleague, or like Facebook somebody on friend. Facebook, yeah, <laughs> or a social media friend, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, respecting in that regard, um, right, and also respecting your covenant that I think falls into respecting the covenant. And that's another right. And I've kind of been like, this has kind of been rolling around in my head of, you know, when I res- when I is is serving you in some ways, showing you respect, like taking care of your needs. Um, that's a big can of worms okay well then i'll pull back i'll pull back it's been rolling around like it's how you know sarah called abraham lord not that i call you lord but you are the head of our household so how can i live that out how can i you know serve you in a way that shows you respect like how how does a husband want to be respected um well okay so again big transparency moment when we, we we had a, a decent fight this week, mm-hmm. and I think the reason why it was so devastating to me was I felt I felt like uh, the carpet had been kind of pulled out underneath me in terms of like my efforts, mm. everything that I'm working for. Like as as a husband, I really I think really need to mm-hmm. be found competent mm-hmm. and like affirmed in that. Oh, that's good because I so think the, our... the best way I can feel respected is you say, hey great job like i really right. i really appreciate what you're doing for right. our family right and it doesn't take a lot for like you right. can say that for you can say that for not a lot of output on my well, part and i think if as wives if we look at the chatter that happens around just being a wife it can so easily f- and quickly fall into gosh i wish he would do this better he's just he never does this or he doesn't do this or he always says this and you know just kind of that yeah. that complaining and emasculating behind your back yeah um and so that's one way we can you know pull back the reins and not just not do that i guess yeah. it's a sign of respect to you and but also saying things to you like encouraging you um and thanking you like gra- be showing my gratitude towards yeah your efforts and who you are um to yeah well, okay. to sh- here's another one yeah. i'm just going to be real again so we had a um an issue with disciplining our children Mm-hmm. A few you're trying to remember what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I know, like a week and a half ago, and we we just did not see eye to eye. It wasn't like a big thing. It wasn't like this huge divisive thing. But we weren't seeing eye to eye right now. But yeah, no, I remember. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and, and I was like, I kept arguing, like, we here's kept, why yeah. what I'm doing yeah. is okay and what it's it's right. And you're like, yeah, I just will never think that's okay. And I'm like, and you felt disrespected in that I'm answer. Like, well, yeah, here's I was like, why is this bothering me so much? Because I feel like. <laughs> We were at an impasse right. and I just needed you to just to trust me. And that felt like disrespect when you refused to trust me in a way that you, I'm not asking you to 
to like compromise. It wasn't like a moral compromise thing. Maybe, maybe it you felt, felt like it that was. for me. Yeah. <laughs> felt like that. And you, the listeners are probably That's wondering what tension. are they talking about? No. You'll never know. <laughs> no, our children are fine. Yeah. No, children are great. But it was just, it's kind of like one of these negotiable things that we were not seeing eye to eye on. I think that was a moment where I felt it just got, it was like, yeah. got in my, under my skin and I didn't know why. Well, maybe we just need to be aware of that as wives too, because sometimes we'll say things or we'll respond in a way that it hurts. And I feel like men need to communicate back to us what is happening in their hearts, because all too often we can say something and then guys can, you can be quiet and just be like simmer and rolling stuff around. And it's like, you're stewing, stewing. There's no simmering, there's (laughs) stewing. Um, if you let it simmer long enough, it currently starts to stew. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but being aware of that and working, communicating through that, because I say something that, you know, doesn't seem to hold much weight to me, but to you, it could be devastating. Yeah. Well, and that, and the big kind of danger here is that it becomes a, a point of pride and mm-hmm. a point of power, right? right. Just of asserting authority in a way that wants more power. Right. And I don't think so husbands be very careful of that you don't want to just like put your wife under your thumb to right. like just to get her to say right. and do what you want her to right. say and there's do there's a lot of abuse that with is this, not this what hurt. husband yeah. authority is for not biblical husband it's, yeah. yes that is not what that's for that right. is not how how god wants us to love our wives mm-hmm. so i think in the case with the with our little like impasse mm-hmm. i didn't need you to condone it in the sense of yes i'm 100 i've changed my mind forever on this thing but what I needed at that moment was just to say, hey, I, I, we don't agree on this, but I do trust you as my husband. Right, right. And that's okay because you don't have to agree on everything as husband and wife. Mm-hmm. I think on the big stuff you need to agree on. Right. But there's a lot of gray area, right? Right. And so I think even in that moment of disagreement, I, I can still feel your respect and you can still show it in a way that's not compromising right. yourself. Right. You're not compromising who It's a God. hard, yeah, it's a hard line. And I think that... Thank God for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think, honestly, it just leads us into our couples challenge, which would probably be more, I don't know, wifely challenge, but I think husbands should read it too. Just read First Peter. It's just packed full of how to live holy and why it's important to live holy and the fuel, like where does this come from? It's not me just okay, I'm going to respect my husband. It's not me making those decisions. It's because I'm understanding the weight that I was, you know, I was ransomed. Verse 18 and 1 Peter 18 is just like knowing that you were ransomed from these futile ways inherited Mm -hmm. from your forefathers, you know, with the precious blood of Christ, like a lamb. And that is, that is where I need to come Mm -hmm. to grips with, okay, this is not just me changing my behaviors because we all know that doesn't last very long. It's just this cycle of slavery. And so right. I need to get back into the word. I need it to to read me, to be my authority, to be my reality, and know that in this, God is, he is, he is sanctifying me, but He's it's because he loves me. And it's because he, he wants me to be closer to him. He wants right. better, more for my marriage than I can want for myself right now, you know? And so wow. trusting in those ways. That's really good. Yeah, I was, I was, you just took the words right out of my mouth. I think that's the question that comes to my mind is why would I do this? Right. Why would I see the world through this lens? Mm-hmm. Why would I be sober-minded? Right. Why would I put my full hope in the grace that we brought to me through the revelation why of Jesus Christ? Why would I s- make my passions and emotions like, yeah. why would I su- not suppress them, but just why disqualify? Why would I not allow like, myself yeah, to be conformed to be ruled to by them? Yeah. yeah. 
to be ruled. And I think that, again, we could spend months and months on this, but (laughs) uh, as obedient children, children of God, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. So conformed, like shaping our lives around an old, old view of things, right? Shaping our lives and our, our responses around an old reality that right. is without the gospel, right. right? That's what passion, that's what ignorance is, mm-hmm. is acting on something you didn't know. It's not like, hey, you're, you're a stupid person. It's right. you didn't know this, now you do. Yeah. So don't act like you like you don't know it. Right. L- act out this idea that your hope is in Christ. Your hope is further. Right. Your hope is bigger than anything you knew before this. And right. so again, back you're to this question. you by that, yeah. Yeah, and so why would I show respect and this this applies not just to husbands and wives but in many areas of life why would i show respect when it's not due right and that's when you nailed it is that's because we're holding fast to a promise that Mm -hmm. god has something bigger in store for us god has more than we could ever imagine we've been ransomed by the blood of jesus i mean by god the blood of god like how can what else is there and that's what that's what faith is yeah and he he came to yeah. us. We had nothing. You always say we had nothing to the equation, but sin. Like, yeah, we brought nothing to the to the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we added nothing but the need. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and, so, yeah. So, yeah. Read, read. Uh, First Peter. Read the whole book. Yeah. Even Second Peter. Dive into it and it's talk. Only five chapters. Talk, yeah. Talk to your your husband and your spouse about it, and um, definitely worth worth the time of reading. So. Um, coming up next, we're going to dive into s- some quick Q&A from some of our listeners. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Thanks, guys. All right. Before we get into the quick Q&A from some of our listeners, we just want to um, kind of recap, not recap, but come back around to this conversation about wives and respecting husbands and biblical living and under some authority. There's I know there's going to be a lot of responses to that, and we we don't have it all figured out. We're still working through this, um, as you all are. And on this podcast, too, I think we still will have no a way, lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, and we're, I'm excited to kind of unpack it a little bit more. I yeah. think it's, but trying to do that in 20 or 30 minutes is... Yeah, you know what I think what probably needs to happen is... Uh, I like think we series. should probably do a little series, a yeah. ri- written blog post series on yeah. it, and then um, you know pepper in some blogs, um, some podcast stuff in there because, yeah, this is not the final word on the matter. Totally, I think that's what we're trying to totally. say. Totally, we feel like we're just kind of opening yeah. this conversation and feeling led by God to start talking about it a little bit more. Yeah, and I think honestly, it's, it's exposing some stuff in our own marriage that yeah. we probably are taking for granted. Yeah, in that uh, we have been married since we were like twenty, and yeah. this is. You know, we've not really had this, it's not a huge point of contention for mm-hmm. us, but, and so we want to speak to some of the cons- larger concerns out there. So, totally. um, by the way, that's where some of these questions are coming from. So if you, if after listening to this, you say, I have some questions yeah. that are specific, please ask those, right. uh, just go to fiercemarriage.com slash ask. You can submit it or you can call and text yep. this number 971-333-1120. 971-333-1120. Yeah. The two questions we're going to answer today are from this. Yeah. From people uh, calling in. Wesley said, I confronted my wife about a private message, direct messages she was having with other guys. The content seemed emotionally deep. She confessed and repented, but she changed all her passwords and doesn't want me policing her. What should I do? Good question. I think this is a very common thing, to be honest, un- unfortunately. Yeah. This happens a lot. Um, we're You know we're all about transparency, and we are all about... Mm-hmm. honesty and i think you need to talk yeah i think you <laughs> like need to talk i don't and thing. not coming from you know point of policing but like okay what's going on here like 
Yeah. I'm so your husband, you, you're my wife. So Wesley <laughs> did say he confronted his wife about the PMs and DMs yeah. um, that she was having with other guys. But they um, need to continue she talking. She confessed and repented, like. so that's good. Yeah. She changed all her passwords. So I think you just need to have another conversation and right. say, well, why Why does this need to... Why does this feel like it needs to be off limits to you? Yeah. What are you... Try to underst- come from a place of understanding and not And policing. from a place of fighting for your marriage yeah, and fighting course. for her. Yeah. yeah. And just say, I love you more than this. I, right. lo- I love you. Not. I'm not trying to like police you yeah it's not about like like monitoring each other it's about having nothing to hide that's why we always say like share your passwords so good right like selena you have full access to my phone and my computer anything i'll come up to my computer and and you've come up and you've gotten online and you've printed something off (laughs) and it's not like not like oh crap what did you see right (laughs) i should have closed that so it's so liberating to know there's nothing to hide there absolutely i'm not having to like police like if our daughter gets on my phone i'm not like Right. I'm not freaking out. Right. Because, There's freedom so, in that. Yep. And, yeah. And so it's for my own good that we have that because it makes my life easier agreed, agreed. And, and vice versa. Well, and there's depth and freedom that God's created to yeah. design for us to experience because of those, those boundaries. So, and there's way more to be had yeah. in your marriage than anywhere else. Yeah. There's way more joy. There's way more happiness yeah. and, and it's not going to be perfect, yeah. but it's way deeper and better and than pr- anything you'll find outside. Pray of. on how to approach that too. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah. you know, your wife, you know, um, how to approach. It sounds her like they're pretty transparent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Communication. So, so I think it's just a matter of reviving that communication. Agreed. All right. So our next question. Um, thanks again, Wesley, for asking that. Our next one is anonymously asked, uh, and uh, the person said, "We have been married for over ten years and have never really talked about sex in the context of how much." Yeah, we, we were, were married, married young, and we know that. We were married young, so how we do we even that. start this conversation? Um, well, how do you even start this conversation? How do we start it? I mean, it's easy to say, hey, just, well, have a good conversation and start yeah. it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think, you know. We you got married young? We got married young as well, yeah. And I don't, you know, it's funny. I don't think we even really, like, talked about it a whole lot. I mean, it was kind of, it was kind of new to us. But also, we didn't really have a gauge for what was enough. And I think it was good to ask the questions because we did have some pastors and people say, like, you know, frequency is every every couple days, like every two to three days, right? That should be a, somewhat of a healthy frequency. If you're going weeks, months at a time, that's probably a not – that's a – Right. Intimacy indicator. is designed. Right. To uh, happen. Our last episode talked about it's yeah. much more than – What was that one called? Uh, three profound purposes of sex yeah. and how to make it much, much See, better. See, you guys could just go listen to that and then talk about that after <laughs> if you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do that. Just start somewhere. I mean, start, yeah. start, I don't know, start with fires at, start where you're concerned, the most concerned about, I guess. I think, and if you're just nervous about bringing it up, so I think there's a million ways you can actually start and say the conversation, but if you're nervous, like we've never really broken the ice on this, Yeah. I think the easiest way that we've discovered is you'll be like, we'll be at work for the day. And I'll just text Lena and say, hey, I just need to talk tonight. Can we yeah. talk for 30 minutes mm-hmm. after dinner? Can we have a, like, a, a quick appointment scheduled? <laughs> yeah. And what that does is that kind of perks your ears up. Yeah. It gets you emotionally ready. Um, and then you can say, hey, this is – and just always come at it from a sense like yeah. uh, we – well, I'm just trying to think how would we say this. I love you. I want the most out of our relationship. Yeah. One of the areas I've really been thinking about is our like intimate life, right? And specifically, what is a healthy frequency for us, right? And then just open it up so you can. Both and you're have... not going to like catch, figure it all out in one conversation. Yeah. So right. remember, it's just going to be kind of an ongoing conversation. Um, things will evolve, and and just keep yeah. talking through it. So, um, good questions, though. I mean, yeah. really good questions. 
Yeah, if you have any more questions like that, uh, please call or text us at 971-333-1120. You can also submit them on our website, fiercemarriage.com slash ask, A-S-K. We we love getting questions, and it kind of gives us a pulse on where where to go, what to talk about. Yeah, which reminds me, uh, before we go, March 8th, so that's this Thursday, we have a live facebook q a it'll be on instagram as well get 6 ready. p.m pacific time get ready so that means seven mountains uh i don't know mountain six, time i se- only know east eight and central, west time <laughs> eight central and nine eastern so anyway yeah join us for that it'll be a lot of fun uh like selena said yeah we ask any questions you have via fiercemarriage.com slash ask or go to the uh, q a and we'll, we'll we'll post that as a podcast as well all right so if you've enjoyed this and we've earned it we would really appreciate your subscription. Yeah. We would also appreciate your rating and your review on mm-hmm. iTunes or your podcasting app of choice. And of course, if you really enjoyed it, you've got something out of it, tell someone because we do this because we trust that God is going to yeah. use his word and use our efforts for his glory and for our benefit yes. um, far and wide. And the internet's an incredible thing. So yeah. tell people about it and hopefully it'll help someone. Um, and start that, conversations with each other, you know, yeah. just boasting in your weakness and God is brought and made glorified you know yeah we should talk about boasting in your weakness at some point i know point. it was a good message last week too <laughs> yeah. luke did a good job i'm just like oh this is so good yeah oh man so good god has just been wrecking us in the best ways in the best way um yeah next week actually we'll be, i think we'll be posting the live q a we'll see awesome either way we'll see you in about seven days this episode <laughs> is in the can in the can in the can all right stay fierce take care guys <laughs>